Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. about raw issues. We're not just going to be throwing around, you know, regurgitating 
information, you know, to try to just be a part of a particular clique. Uh, but we're going to look through a biblical lens at the scientific lens. We're going to expose some things, unveil some things, and we're going to most likely not be very wanted on some social media. So I want you to remember that you can find us every day on OmegaRadio.org. You can watch us live on OmegaRadio.org, and you can listen live on OmegaRadio.org. Now, Blog Talk Radio, most of the time, carries everything to do. So you should always be able to go to Blog Talk Radio uh, forward slash X777 and find us there on Blog Talk Radio. But the platform that you will always be able to is OmegaRadio.org. So I want to invite you to get there and uh, write down if you're interested in our ministry, uh, the ministry of truth and Holy Spirit and prophetic utterances and uh, biblical truths and Bible reading and gospel messages uh, relevant for today, uh, somewhat of a contradiction to a lot of things that are spoken in our modern era. Um, you know, and it's where you are in your walk with God. And so, again, hold on to your seats. This is going to get really amazing. So I, I'm, I'm basically amazed as well, but I'm also saddened that are going on in our country. I'm saddened by the things going on in our world. And I know that these things now exist, and they have a very deep stronghold. They have wrapped their tentacles around the foundation, and they are hanging on for dear life. And to get these things undone uh, would take an absolute miracle of Almighty God. And so now that the enemy has taken control of the industry, religion, and the sports industry. Uh, it's no secret that I am playing tennis, and every once in a while I have to watch it. There's an actual tennis channel out there, and um, I turned it on yesterday just because I had five minutes to do nothing, and I turned on the tennis channel, and sure enough, the advertising on the tennis channel, they go through stuff, and at the end of the commercial, these two African-American men are holding each other, kissing each other, and you have the homosexual agenda on television in your face, whether they're white, whether they're Afro-American, it doesn't matter, it's not a point, that commercial, that's how they advertise it. So I thought, what if my son, my 10-year-old son, I don't have a 10-year-old son, but what if my 10-year-old son was involved in sports, I have a lot of friends, younger friends that have sons that are that age that love tennis. And what if they were 10 to 15 years old or whatever, um, and they turned on the tennis channel to watch tennis, and there they are, and the commercial advocating the world basically, hey, this is good. This is good. Well, that is a, a deep sadness. That is a deep sorrow that our country has gone in that direction. Mark Marillo recently put out a post concerning a law that was in California, and that law that past is they now have uh, drugs that block the normal hormone development in children, and I believe it's predominantly young men, where they take drugs, their puberty is now inhibited, it, it's restricted, and this gives that person, that young boy, I believe the young woman as well, opportunity to really think whether they want to be male or female. So they're actually inhibiting or they're preventing the natural processes 
of puberty to show up and develop as to who they are in gender, but California actually passed a law saying that, no, we're going to now allow drugs so that this young man, this young woman could actually determine who they want to be, whether it's male or female. Now, you know, to, to talk about it is one thing. To legislate is another thing. Again, it only confirms what we believe is coming down the pike in our generation. So we left off on Friday with a caution of three cities being targeted for destruction. Hollywood, California, Washington, D.C., and New York City. Okay? We also shared a massive birth pang would soon shake the earth that would also release an acceleration of many birth pangs. So a massive contraction and then an acceleration of birth pangs. This is what we were saying on Friday. Immediately after today's broadcast, which Brother John was supposed to be with us on Friday, but for some reason we didn't get through on that one. So he's going to join me this morning in just a few moments here. Immediately after the broadcast, on Friday, Pastor Jeff Bass this word, which he received during the broadcast, okay? And so here's what it was, and I want to just bring it out here and uh, let me read it to you. So here's what Pastor Jeff said on Friday, and I didn't get it because he put it in the chat room, but I didn't get it. I, I had to do it all. California, New York City, Washington, D.C., being prime targets, not the only targets. We know it's coming. We're 7 to 15 your weapons will be detonated or dirty bombs in major cities across this country on this day. Uh, that's something that has been unveiled and revealed and it's closer now than we ever saw it. So you know that's going to happen. But Pastor Jeff said this. He said, Pastor, I just looked up birth pang definition and it said disorder and distress especially to a major social change. Wow. Could it be that there will be an incident soon to occur relating to a major social change, i.e. abortion? I received what you said regarding the three cities, New York City, D.C., and Hollywood. I believe it's already started yesterday, and this was on Friday, so it would have been on Thursday. The stock market was down over points. New York City is representative of our financial arena. D.C. is representative of our governmental seat, and we see the abortion Roe versus Wade situation. I believe Hollywood exposure has, has begun with Johnny Depp's case and recent Dave Chappelle attack on stage at the Hollywood Bowl days ago. More exposure to come regarding Hollywood. So Pastor Jeff had already been putting this stuff together. He heard me say the three cities. He had this in mind as well. So I believe that we are going to witness these three prime targets in the United States of America. Uh, they are targeted for disaster. And it wouldn't be surprising with the things that we're hearing, the things that are going on in our country right now. We're going to talk about the abortion issue. We're going to talk about how so many churches are thinking that this is a time of great revival because they're going to overturn Roe versus Wade. It's not going to produce a revival because many of the states in America have the right to you know, 
California, the Democratic states are going to have a right to continue abortions. So this is not a revival, but that's where the church is in its mind, thinking that this is the best time when it really is, as we said on Friday, an exact measure of the righteous judgment of God after 50 years of slaughtering innocent blood. Well, God is going to bring an exact measure of judgment. We believe that. Why do we believe that? Well, there's a scripture, and I don't want anybody to ever forget this, and I want to just read it out of Jeremiah chapter 28, verse 8. This was the prophet Jeremiah talking to the false prophet Hananiah, who was prophesying revival. He was prophesying peace and safety, and it was all going to be good. And Jeremiah said to him in verse 8, I, Jeremiah 28, 8, the prophets that have been before me and before you of old prophesied both against many countries and against great kingdoms of war and of evil and of pestilence. The prophet which prophesies of peace, when the word of the prophet shall come to pass, then shall the prophet be known that the Lord has truly sent him. Now, this is absolutely amazing. False prophets are not the prophets that prophesy of war of evil, and of pestilence. False prophets were known by preaching peace, especially in a climate when the righteous judgment of God was present and active and moving. It's false prophets because people like the status quo. They like the, they're at ease in Zion. They want the prophets to tell them everything's okay because they don't want to be agitated in their minds. We all get that, right? But the true prophets of God warn of war, evil, and Pestilence. Don't ever forget that. Now, something else was sent to me, and I, I'm going to be very, very cautious with this, but I'm going to say it, okay? Uh, this was sent to me as well, um, and I want to say up front about this issue that I have been to Jerusalem, Israel, a number of times. I have walked the walls where the watchmen used to walk in the old city with Dr. Ken Wagner standing down watching me walk on the walls. And I absolutely love Israel. I love being there. I remember when the, uh, the Islamic chant would go on and the, and the little Jewish children would start dancing in a circle, singing praise, because that ominous voice of Islam is just, you know, reek with demonic activity. Uh, Barack Hussein Obama said that was the most beautiful voice in Islam. Woo! Okay, so anyways, so I, I love Israel. I've traveled throughout Israel. I've been there. I've, I've, and I've been as far as the uh, Galilee. I've been, I've been down to the Dead Sea. I walked through the caves of Engedi, uh, climbed to the top of mountains, blowing stars. I absolutely love Israel, Bethlehem, all of it, right? So um, I wanted to say that just to I'm about to say is not anti-Semitic. Uh, I don't hate Jewish people. I don't hate anybody, quite frankly. But I'm going to say it. You ready? All right. So a friend sent me this, and I, of course, I searched it out. And it was called, I'm not even going to tell you the title of this. But here's what this, uh, this gentleman said. It's even worse when you realize that the scandemic was pushed by the same minority which led the Bolshevik Revolution. The starved 30 to 80 million Christians, you know, or you don't know, since they own 
everything that enters your brain since World War II. Hmm. This minority gives over 50% funding to the Democrats, controls the CDC, and are most of Joseph Biden's key handlers. If you know anything about being handled, that's you're getting into some deep witchcraft where people actually control you because you're not your own soul anymore. Or a shell that they take over. So this minority group uh, are Joe Biden's handlers. So are vaccinations the modern form of culling of the peasants? They're already forecasting a massive population reduction by 2025. If the population dies off due to vax and other measures, they can blame it on COVID instead. That's how evil the agenda is. So the question is, who is this minority that is being referred to? Now, I want you to know I did my research. I went through every single one of these names that were presented, and I went to Wikipedia, and I searched it out, and it's true in every single case. The CDC director is Rochelle Walensky. CDC Deputy Director is Ann Schubert. CDC Chief of Staff, Sherry Berger. CDC Chief Medical Office is Mitchell Wolf. The CDC Director, Washington Office, Jeff Resick. COVID Czar, Jeff Zinks. COVID Senior Advisor, Andy Slavitt. HHS Secretary, Xavier Bacara. Head of Pfizer, Albert Borla. Pfizer Chief Scientist, Mikhail Dolson. Moderna's Chief Scientist, who created the vaccine, is Tal Zaks. Aaron Pharma, CEO, is also of this minority. BlackRock CEO, Larry Fink. BlackRock President Rob Capito, Vanguard CEO Mortimer J. Buckley, and AstraZeneca CEO was to take over as CEO of the Teva Pharmaceutical, which means he also is part of this minority. Now, what do every single one of these people have in common? They're all connected in some way to the, uh, to the, the whole COVID-19 right? Everybody there. Well, who are these top people? Well, the unfortunate fact is that every single one of them call themselves Jews. They are Jewish. They claim. They go to synagogue. They are in family. They are Jewish people that are controlling the entire COVID-19 situation. Every single one of them. That's a limited list. It gets a lot deeper. So earlier on in this situation, where it's even worse when you realize that the scamdemic was pushed by the same minority, which led the Bolshevik Revolution, which starved 38 million Christians, 50% funding to the Democrats. It controls the CDC and most of Joseph Biden's key handlers. So when you're thinking about this, just a little bit, and I'm going to I'm going to stop here for a moment. Bring from God on the broadcast. 
when you start thinking about what's going on in our world, I used to do a lot of study on the ADL, and uh, I, I talked about their 100-year goal that they had many years ago. Um, because I'm not anti-Semitic, but I am interested in the facts. And the facts are that there are those who call themselves Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. That's the word of God. And the synagogue of Satan, who call themselves Jews and are not, we talked about the Khazar Mafia. We talked about a brutal force of people who were forced to take on an identity of one of the three Abrahamic religions, Judaism, Christianity, or Islam, and how the Khazars took on the uh, Judaism uh, uh, religion. And so they studied Torah. They became externally like wearing a mask, but in their hearts they never were. They called themselves Jews, but were not. And there's a lot more detail to that whole thing. But it's interesting that the Jewish people that have sided with the narrative of Nazi Germany that were part of the concentration camp affliction that went on, that a lot of Jewish people, particularly on the left today, on the left today, are supporting an idea that while they were being mass murdered in the concentration camps of Hitler, that the world stood by and watched and did nothing for a very long time until the Americans came. So in their psyche, in their soul, they are against the whole world. And to release a pandemic, to release a flu, to release a virus, Bolshevik revolution, to bring about whatever, okay, whatever's going on in this whole situation is very complex. But when you have a group of people which are a minority on this earth, the Jewish people are a small minority, but who's really a Jew and who's really not a Jew? And if you're part of that animosity, you hate Christians and you hate the world because they stood by. And uh, again, in, in, Jew in Israel today, there are laws against preaching Christ. They hate Jesus. Uh, Kabbalah Jews are some of the most Talmudic, I mean, the idea of Jesus is such a blasphemy to them. Uh, there's such a hatred. There's such an animosity and enmity. And then you can understand it. Because where was God? Where were the Christians? Well, six million Jewish people were being incinerated in the concentration camps. So the minority has banded itself together in positions of power because they are very intelligent. And whether or not these are true Jews in, on the left that are operating with the CDC that have killed nearly a million people, supposedly, we don't know what the numbers are in America and around the world, what's real, what's not real. We're not done yet. It's still moving. Uh, CDC Director Fauci said it was all over, but then the president came back, the Biden administration, no, no, it's not. Um, so we'll see. Now little children are examining their livers because they're getting a disease that needs vaccination as well. Little children's livers are not working right, but from hepatitis, I think it is. Little children, right? So this thing is going on and on, but the idea that a very small group of people are in positions of power to gain vengeance on the whole world, the whole world that's fine, watch them be mass murdered. Uh, this is very demonic. It is very evil. And whether, you know, you want to think it's anti-Semitic or not, it's not. It's a fact that there are things going on in the Jewish population or people that call themselves Jews. The entire pornographic industry in, in, in the United States of America is run by Jews. 
And if you don't know that, you need to study it out. You've got to say to the Jewish people, you know, where is your love for God? Where is your, your thought if you don't believe in Yeshua, your Messiah? Where is your love for God to not be able to, not, to uh, just destroy the psychology of our nation with this, you know, continual filth that comes out of the pornographic industry that you're in control of? Many Jews were in Hollywood that put out the filthy movies. I mean, the degeneration of art, the degeneration of all of it. There are a lot of Jewish people behind it. And again, whether they are Jewish, whether they're Italian, whether they're German, whether they're Mexican, the fact of the matter is when people are in positions of power, they need to be made known. But the Bible actually talks about the synagogue of Satan is made up of they who call themselves Jews and are not. It says it twice in the book of Revelation. So, with that being said, with that being said, most likely, as I said, we're going to be uh, off social media platform of YouTube or whatever. You will be able to continue to follow us just because we're speaking the truth, by the way. We're not, uh, we're not slandering anybody. We're telling facts about who's in positions of power. And we're talking about the next reality going on in our country with the abortion issue, um, that this is the jubilee cycle of 50 years since 1972 that mass murder has been going on. And we believe, I believe, that a massive birth pang is about to come. And I believe it's going to be organic. I don't think it's going to be so much man-controlled. It may be. God's going to allow things to happen. That's possible. But um, I know that this is really bad. And the last thing I want to leave with you before I get into this um, is a picture. And I'm going to share this with you because I think it's important to do, uh, and I want to add this in there. Now, this woman that you're seeing on the left here, okay, or on the right of the screen, this woman, this was shouting, okay, uh, here's what was going on. Let's take a look, little brief look. I want to get past the advertisement. Sorry about that. All right. Come on, let's skip that. Okay, we don't need to show any more that you have a protester in New York City, in New York City, and remember the New York City issue was that blood red wolf moon a number of years ago where the legislative branch of government in New York City on the night, it was January 20th or 21st, on that night there was a blood red wolf moon, the legislator of New York City uh, vied for full-term abortion. In other words, the baby could be born on the table, could kill it, and that's what they passed. This is the blasphemy that goes on within our nation. I don't want to talk about it just alone anymore. I want to bring my brother Don into the broadcast right now uh, to talk about these things. So let me get him rolling. Brother Don, this is a reality of what's going on in our country today, um, and I want to welcome you to the broadcast. You were to be with me on uh, Friday, but we missed you. So welcome to the broadcast, sir. How are you today? Very good. And yourself, Pastor Vince? 
I'm doing good. I'm doing good by the grace of God, trying to all together and understand um, <clears throat> exactly the assignment for this hour of what needs to be said in this country. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, this abortion thing is very interesting too, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I kind of question the timing of this, considering we're a heartbeat away from nuclear war. It's almost like a diversion. Uh, yeah, I get, what I find most interesting is uh, everyone that was ever born was a fetus. So you have all these people who are fetuses at one time trying to kill all the fetuses they can find. Uh, and I find that most interesting, the hypocrisy behind that. And the only difference is the people that are trying to kill the babies are only doing it because when they were fetuses, they were wanted trying to kill all the fetuses that are unwanted, which is the whole reason of abortion, people who just aren't wanted, babies who aren't wanted. There's very little, if anything, to do with rape or incest. Those are just excuses to justify all the murder. But uh, the thing about abortion is is the hypocrisy. It's just mind-boggling. So I just thought I'd just touch on that for a second. Yeah, well, absolutely. Don, last week on Friday, you were going to be joining me on the air, and, you know, your thoughts would have been, you know, just intrinsic to the conversation. Uh, Believing that there's a great birth pang coming, I believe that there's uh, an acceleration of birth pangs coming. Can you speak into that? Because we talked, there's so many possible trigger points across the world right now. What do you see coming uh, that's going to kind of, that thought of a massive birth pain? Well, right now, the thing that is uh, most prevalent is the planned nuclear war we're just a heartbeat away from engaging in. This war was planned uh, by world powers. I think a lot of world powers, like in NATO, I think they got dragged into it by uh, the United States and I and and probably other powers too, which are our enemies. Uh, but uh, a lot of these NATO countries, I see right now, they're starting to become frightened because they know that uh, they're obviously going to be nuclear targets, and there's no going back from this. There's no saying, okay, well, let's all make nice and all that. That's not going to happen. That will not happen. These guys planned a nuclear war, the major powers in the country and in uh, other countries. The only thing thing I'm still trying to watch is Putin involved in this, in the planning. Is he playing a role, or did they just push this guy into a point where they knew he would respond, and uh, that's how they created it. It's very ingenious the way it all happened because the person who most obviously the innocent factor here is Russia. Russia got threatened by NATO, by a country that they, by a conglomerate of countries. Uh, most, mostly it's the United States, who they knew 
are obviously trying to destroy them. This is all about NATO destroying Russia. This is how it all happened. Uh, the gun was cocked back in 14, in 2014, and it led up to this point. <clears throat> now, obviously what's going to happen is going to be a nuclear exchange. Boris Johnson, the uh, <clears throat> premier of uh, England, or what they call the U.K., he said just yesterday, we can no longer defend Ukraine by sending weapons in there. In other words, that's not enough. We're going to have to commit troops. And he basically announced right then and there that NATO is going to take on Russia in combat. It was a, it was a clarion call sent across the board. And you know who this guy is. He, you know, that, that big shot in uh, England that doesn't know, yeah. look like he knows how to comb his hair, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, but uh, he said it yesterday, so it's on now. Now, right now, North Korea went down, in, uh, this morning they went down into lockdown. Uh, and it doesn't have anything to do with COVID. They ordered the North Korean citizenry to stay in their houses because it was a, a national uh, problem. Uh, so uh, I'm sure that if Russia was going to strike, or maybe if NATO was going to strike, North Korea and China would be notified. So I think they've been notified. So you have something here that's going to go down real quickly. And uh, what will it be? It's liable to be just a, a tactical uh, nuclear weapons, which are very powerful. They're like five or six times greater than the bombs that are dropped in uh Nagasaki and Hiroshima in the Second World War. So you see here, you hear tactical nukes. Well, they're little, but the, the nuclear uh, weapons now are very much more powerful than they were during the Second World War. So will that be Russia? <clears throat> it looks to me like it's going to be Russia because all the protocols for Russian attack have been fulfilled according to their doctrine. Uh, we pushed them into that point. We're threatening Russia now. We were threatening uh, um, Russia when we started sending weapons in there and armor. We just sent 10 A-10 warthogs into that theater of war. And what's interesting about it, I don't know if you know about that, that plane. They call it the flying gun. It flies low and it's just merciless the the firepower that that weapon that that plane can set down on a battlefield uh, and we just sent those in there sent them into two NATO countries those planes have to be flown by American crews they are they're, they're difficult to fly they have to be trained and we have the crews there we have the maintenance crews there with the planes so they'll be used at any time here. Russia sees this. Now, their prime minister uh, announced a couple of days ago on Russian television that we right now, the United States, 
NATO is directly involved in Ukraine conflict in a military way by sending all these weapons in there, and they know we have troops there. We have troops in Ukraine right now on the ground. We've had them. We were in there training uh, Ukrainian soldiers oh, about six, seven years ago. Congress put an end to it because we were training Nazis, part of that uh, Azov unit, so, which controls the Ukrainian government. So Congress found out that our special forces were training Nazis, and they kind of hit the roof about it, and they made them stop. But they never pulled those troops out of there. We've had troops in there for a number of years. Um, this uh, steel plant that, that uh, in Mariupol, where all these Nazis were hiding, and there, I think 1,500 of them, and NATO troops were with them, as well as civilians. Now, they're cleaning that out. Now they stormed it, but they still got to go through all of that. They have already captured a Canadian colonel trying to sneak out of there. And it's my understanding they sent him to Moscow for trial. So the evidence of NATO being involved in the Ukraine war, it's legion. And because of that, the protocols that Russia set down, that Putin himself set down, which is, if NATO becomes involved, we're going to use nuclear weapons. Those have already been established. So what you might have here, what it appears to me, according to their own doctrine, and these guys, they haven't told any lies yet. They haven't said they're going to do anything and they're not going to do. Those protocols have been established. So what you're probably going to see now, unless there is a false flag by NATO, which they don't even have to do because they know that Russia is going to have to attack. Russia will do a preemptive nuclear strike um, somewhere in Ukraine or maybe even Poland. Now, uh, yesterday, the Polish, I'm sorry, the Russian ambassador to Poland was at a ceremony to honor Russian soldiers that were killed during the Second World War in Poland, defending Poland. When he got in there to that ceremony, they threw red paint in his face. That so infuriated Russia that they kicked out their Russian ambassador from Russia and they recalled the Russian ambassador from Poland. So Poland is likely to, so there's no longer any um, between Russia and Poland now. There's no uh, ambassadors. And they're very angry at Poland because Poland is stationing all these NATO troops and our troops by the thousand in Poland to funnel in to Ukraine. Poland made a statement a week ago that they're going to they're organizing a, a combat force of Polish peacekeepers to enter Ukraine as peacekeepers. That's a military force, and and um, Poland's a NATO country. So it's liable to be Poland that's going to get hit. Russia is extremely angry at Poland right now. So uh, that could be the first one. Or or they could just decide, because they know that they're going to get hit in return by uh, NATO, by United States. 
Their leverage is still all out across the board attack of every target they could find uh, that they want to take out uh, in uh, the United States and anywhere else. So they could they could actually launch their ICBMs on us in a first strike. They have eight Russian subs off our coast right now, and uh, about two. Let me think. About three months ago, one of them surfaced just to show themselves, and they were spotted. As soon as they knew they were spotted, then they went down. They're sitting on the floor again. They're not moving. So they're all, all missions for the United States. They could fire missiles from uh, our east coast or west coast right in the United States and take any target they want. So it doesn't have to be uh, ICBMs from Russia you know, coming 9,000 miles to hit us. It could be those subs. Uh, according to uh, all the prophets that uh, that we recognize, like Dmitry Dudeman, it will be a nuclear attack from subs. That's what he foresaw. So all of that's on the table right now. We're just a heartbeat away from nuclear war, at least in Russia in the Ukrainian theater, at least there. And I believe it will be a Russian first strike. Because nuclear protocol, for those that are willing to do it, call out for overwhelming first strike to cripple the enemy to where he can't respond. Uh, if Russia believes that if they launch anything, that they're all automatically going to be overwhelmed with nuclear weapons by NATO and the United States, they won't hesitate. They're just going to do a massive first strike first. So I hate to even say that because you know there's going to be a nuclear exchange there now because uh, it's set. It's nothing's going to turn that back around. I think it's planned. Who's planning it? You know, could it be the, the, the powers that be in the world that want a new world order, plan on eliminating a, a good part of uh, population to do that. They've already done that with the clot shot, with the COVID-19 experimental gene therapy shot. They've murdered half the American people with that. They're going to die of AIDS within two or three years. The ones that haven't died from it, the figures have been hidden. Uh, Pfizer's been hiding them. Uh, You're seeing a little glint right now because of Johnson, Johnson shot. They finally uh, stated last week that it creates blood clots, so they're going to pull it off the market. Okay, now that's a little piece they're giving you, a little beach ball for you to play with. They all create blood clots. The Johnson & Johnson, the Madura, uh, the Pfizer, all of these create estrogenic. They all create blood clots. That's what they were meant to do. These shots are meant to kill you, plain and simple. It's to eliminate population. That's why China is bragging that they have already defeated the United States to biological chemical warfare. That's what they're talking about. And what's the bioweapon? The bioweapon is the shot, the clot, the, the clot shot. And uh, people are waking up to that now. Uh, it's it's been a slow process because, as usual, the American people simply cannot come to terms 
mentally that the United States, their own country, who has been that's been overthrown, would actually do that to their population because they've been safe for so long. They've been safe from the horrors of war, and uh, they just can't believe it. And they and most people still can't believe it. But now I notice most people are like a deer in the headlight, like. Is it possible that am I going to allow myself to actually believe the truth of this? You know, even though the evidence is overwhelming, you know. I remember one time I, I saw a um, a German old I'm sorry old uh, Jewish citizen. He'd been interviewed. This was back in the 80s, and he was asked by the interviewer in the United States. Uh, now, this guy survived Auschwitz, and the, this guy was very candid when he was interviewing him, and he asked him, he says, did you guys hear about uh, these camps and all that that, and that you were taken to? And he goes, yes, we did. And uh, the interviewer said to the old Jewish man, he says, well, why did you get on board those uh, trains? Because there's only a few sur- soldiers guarding you. And if you'd heard about it, how did you even hear about it? He says, well, there was young people that escaped those camps and came back to the Warsaw Ghetto to warn us. And uh, we wouldn't believe them. It was a conspiracy theory. We just, no, our country wouldn't do that to us. No, you guys are, we know who you are, but that that can't be true. So they got on those boxcars. They went to their death. Uh, even when they, they stripped them of their clothes and, and put them in, like, old dresses and stuff, just enough to get them into the, into the uh, gas chambers, shaved their heads, they're standing there laughing, like, okay, we got to go, we got to do this in order to be at the work camp. We got to get deloused and all that. Okay, there, there's the delousing chamber down there. They're going to take us down there and give us a shower and, you know, the capos. <laughs> Our Jewish brothers are going to lead us down that path to the gas chamber in small groups. Even then, they and they'd even heard the rumors of the gas chambers, but they just would not. This fellow, this Jewish guy, stated, "I would, we would not allow ourselves to believe that our own country would do that to us. We're just murderous because we were German citizens. We we're Jewish. We, they didn't like us." We knew that. They're making that very obvious, you know, with that night of crystal and all that. But the American people are in the same situation right now. Human nature has not changed. The American people refuse to believe that their own country would completely do citizens in this manner so as to kill them. Because simply because they want to eliminate population in the United States. Now, now there was always a small minority that get it. You know, one thing I know is black people don't like that shot. They don't want to take it. But see, they have a history with being given things that will eliminate them. They're wise to this. There's very few black people that I've met will take that shot. They'll give it in the hospitals. But I, and I've talked to them and said, well, are you going to take a shot? Oh, no, oh, heck no, I ain't taking it. See, so, but, but the, the ordinary uh, 
white population in the United States, maybe because they're so much a part of the system, have been for so long, uh, they actually it's their system, you know, uh, in the United States. It was created by them. Because they feel that special, they were that easy to kill, just like the Jewish people. And there's segments of the American population, some minorities, uh, they get it. They got it a long time ago. Uh, but the damage has been done. And uh, now, uh, now we've got nuclear war to further eliminate population. And, of course, it's going to occur because it's all been planned. They planned this. There's already evidence of the planning that's come forth at this point. So um, that's where we're at right now. We're, we're on the brink of nuclear war. The only thing we don't know is the extent of the nuclear attack. Will it be all out or be limited over there and all heck break loose over in uh, Europe with nuclear weapons or we are included? But I say we'll definitely be included here because we're the creator. We're the, we're the main aggravator of, of NATO, and we have been for a long time. And these guys had a free ride. All these uh, 30 NATO countries over, they had a free ride. Trump reined them in, said, no, you guys aren't paying your share and all that. He was making them pay their share. But the powers that be over there and here use NATO for one main objective, and that was to destroy Russia. And now they're doing it, and they get this bear pushed to a point where he's coming out, he came out of that cave, he's attacking. And he's not going to stop. And that's where we're at. Unfortunately. (laughs) Still there. Still there. So there are past events. The guys again, Lucy. <laughs> past events, if uh, you're there, I'm going to call in again to you because obviously you got knocked off the air. Okay, so we're going back to a reconnect here. Let's see if we can get some callers back in on Blog Talk Radio. Um, And uh, continuing, I mean, this is phenomenal Bible prophecy that's unfolding eyes. Everything in the book of Revelation is absolutely taking place right now when you think about it. Um, you're talking about the synagogue of Satan, they who call themselves Jews or not. 
you're talking about a power base, uh, a controlling power base uh, of, of things that are going on in the deep, dark, uh, most powerful places on the planet. You know that's satanic. So it's not, uh, when he calls it the synagogue of Satan, they're not making uh, light. This is the, the very synagogue of Satan. People that call themselves are Jews and are not, but are ruling the world, killing out of vengeance for what happened to them. Very interesting. Um, all right, so let's go. We have a bear that has three uh, ribs at the top, and it's told to arise and devour much flesh. This is Russia the bear. That would be uh, devouring much flesh through their nuclear arsenal, their nuclear weapons. Uh, Don, if you're out there, go back into the broadcast. I think we're doing good on the, um, the broadcast now. And then, of course, China. What's going on in China? Um, China is known, their, their symbol is the dragon. And so if we went over to the book of Revelation, chapter 13, we would discover that is the dragon, the great red dragon, that gives power and authority to the beast. We see that Russia is connected to that, the lion, the bear, the leopard, and we can identify those nations as we but This is very significant. This part of the prophecy is really coming to fruition. It's, it's showing up. Uh, very, very interesting. And this may be uh, actually connected to that world war. Let's see if I can get it on on the air. All right. Brother D, can you hear me now? Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. It looks like uh, you got knocked off, huh? <laughs> it happens. It happens, and people scurry. Uh, but anyways, uh, this is where we are, and go ahead and continue with what you were saying. I was just talking about the um, the, the awesomeness of the Bible prophecy where you have a blood-red sky over Shanghai for hours a few nights ago, and the people were terrified. The children were afraid. You get the images. The sky was just totally red. Talk about signs in the sky, right? In the book of uh, Luke chapter 21. Uh, Rick Wiles was talking about this yesterday with Doc, and I kind of just got on board because it's so interesting how things are coming together. You have this blood-red sky, a sign of the times. You have red China. It's happening in Shanghai in China. I think it's the rise of the red dragon who's going to give power to the beast, and the part of the beast system is Russia, the bear, that has three ribs in its mouth, and it's told to rise and devour much flesh with nuclear weapons. So I, I see something really coming together here, biblically, and, you know, praise God for the word of God. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I think we should be thankful uh, for what we see. Uh, if you're saved, I think you should be thankful uh, because you have uh, you have guarantees from the Lord that you'll have eternal life and that protect uh, you according to His will in this life. So you, we have eternal security for, for uh, what's what's happening. We always did, uh, but we're part of that that hidden kingdom. The, the the regular kingdom of the world is disintegrating in record time. Uh, but our kingdom is eternal and will last forever and ever and ever. So we have eternal security in, in, this, higher, in this entire thing. As a Christian uh, and an observer, 
I find a tremendous amount of peace about the whole thing. I'm I'm unconcerned. I, I prepare for any inevitably uh, any in, uh, inevitable thing that would I perceive is going to happen, because I believe that's my duty as a man and as a Christian to uh, be aware and to prepare for evil that you see coming down the road. And I've done that, and I encourage other people to do it too. Uh, but, yeah, uh, all is well in my soul about the whole thing. Uh, and it's it's the end of, of a, a, a world system. And uh, I like to think it's the ushering in of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And uh, the Bible says in the end times that there'll be more trouble than was ever before in the world or ever will be again. So the chaos and, and, and the bloodshed and everything that is uh, coming from that, it's in our face right now, and it's happening. Um, Amen. Uh, I think I think as Christians we should be educated, but not overly concerned. You know, uh, what you see is you see gloom and doom, and you, you have to. You have to tell others what you see in order that they will get prepared. <clears throat> but that's the reality of the situation. It's very important that Christians uh, not live in a fantasy world in reference to the world and what they're doing because uh, it's easy to get caught up in that. It's easy to uh, be part of the problem. So we have to stand apart from it, and we have to be uh, casual observers and occasionally get involved, but for the most part, uh, we're to be part of our kingdom, and that's the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where the power and the authority really is. So I think believe we're, we are to rest in that continually, 24-7. And it's the balance. It's the other side of the story. Uh, for the United States of America, the word of the Lord to the nation, I, and I go back because this is God's covenant word to Israel back in the book of Leviticus, and uh, we know that we're supposed to study the Old Testament because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Covenants have changed. God is a God of love, mercy, forgiveness, and grace, but to a nation, a Judeo-Christian nation, that is allowed for the 50 years of the shedding of innocent blood, uh, here's what I feel is upon us, and I'm just going to read a few verses out of Leviticus 26, 14. I'll start there. However, if you do not listen to me, America, or obey all these commands, and if you break my covenant by rejecting my decrees, treating my regulations like uh, the pursuit of happiness and love and life and liberty, um, if you do that with contempt and refusing to obey my commands, I will punish you. I will bring sudden terrors upon you, wasting diseases, and burning fevers that will cause your eyes to fail and your life to ebb away. You will plant your crops in vain because your enemies will eat them. I will turn against you and you will be defeated by your enemies. Those who hate you will rule over you and you will run even when no one is chasing you. And if, in spite of all this, you still disobey me, I will punish you seven times over for your sins. I will break your proud spirit by making the skies as unyielding as iron and the earth as hard as bronze. 
All your work will be for nothing, for your land will yield no crops, your trees will bear no fruit. Even If even, then you remain hostile toward me and refuse to obey me, I will inflict disaster on you seven times over for your sins. I will send wild animals that will rob you of your children and destroy your livestock. Your numbers will dwindle and your roads will be deserted. And if you fail to learn the lesson and continue your hostility toward me, then I myself will be hostile towards you. And I believe this is where we're going right now. I will personally strike you with calamity seven times over for your sins. I will send armies against you to carry out the curse of the come to your town safety. I will send a plague to destroy you there, and you will be handed over to your enemies. I will destroy your food supply so that ten women will need only one oven to bake bread for their families. They will ration your food by weight, and those who have food to eat, you will not be satisfied. If in spite of all this you still refuse to listen and still remain hostile toward me, then I will give full vent to my hostility. I will punish you seven times over for your sins. Then you will eat the flesh of your own sons and daughters. I will destroy your pagan shrines and knock down your place of worship. I will leave your lifeless corpses piled on top of your lifeless idols and despise you. And I will make your cities desolate and destroy your places of pagan worship. I will take no pleasure in your offerings that should be a pleasing aroma to me. Yes, I myself will devastate your land and your enemies who come to occupy it will be appalled at what they see. I will scatter you among the nations and bring, you, and bring out my sword against you. Your land will become desolate. Your cities will lie in ruins. Um, you know, these are words of, of God's heart towards a nation that despises him, blasphemes him, ridicules him. And I can't imagine a nation, and we just got to put it in proper context. We have to remember that America for 50 years has been shedding innocent blood, has promoted the homosexual agenda has blasphemed the holy name of Jesus Christ out of Hollywood. We have sunk into such deep perdition as a nation. And now, while many in the church are calling for revival because the possibility of Roe versus Wade being overturned, the reality is the doom that's going to hit the nation is spelled out right in the word of God. This is not just being dramatic. This is reality. Don, it's the, the word of the Lord said it'll be Katrina times a thousand in this country. How close are we? A day away? A couple of days away? In all sincerity, I've heard other men of God say the same thing. Even Mario Morello, the evangelist, a friend of mine who we met and hosted in northwest Arkansas, is talking about the realistic disaster to hit the nation. People are beginning to awaken to a reality that some have been talking about for a very long time. Your comments. You know, I've often heard of the Bible that's referred to as a book of formulas, which I find very interesting. Uh, it's set in stone. The Word of God is set in stone. We don't break the Word of God. We break ourselves upon it. And uh, I found that true in my life, and I've seen it in many, many other lives. Uh, 
God is not a man that he would lie. And if he's placed those things in the Bibles for us to know, then that will happen. It's not going to maybe happen. God isn't a maybe kind of a God. God, uh, the Bible says that the, there's no shadow in his turning. When he moves, he moves. And he moves according to his word. And uh, the formula for what the United States has done, uh, sometimes in the name of God, uh, the blasphemies it's engaged in, uh, the Bible says that uh, God is not mocked. And the United States has chosen to do God hates the most, the shedding of innocent blood, sodomy, the, which is the, the perversion of his creation between man and woman. Uh, the, the list goes on and on. The United States has gone right down that road of mocking God, turning their back on God, and saying, well, we don't even need God. Well, they do need God, but what they've done uh, I remember Bob Dylan says you're going to worship somebody or something. The United States has traded in the worship and adoration of the one true God that formed the United States and blessed the United States. They have traded the worship and adoration of the one true God into idols, the worship of idols. And now you see uh, and one big one that the United States, uh, the citizenry, chose to worship. It's a god of medicine, pharmacia. And uh, now they think that they don't need God because they have all these drugs and alternative uh, uh, things that they can do to, to help their bodies or their minds and all that. <clears throat> and the worship of that idol is what was used to destroy them. That very idol. Uh, there's other many other idols, you know, uh, sports, football, baseball, <coughs> materialism, uh, money, and all that's being taken away from them. Their their money is being uh, snatched away from them very quickly. Everything's hyperinflated. Uh, they're being the United States is being strangled uh, by its own corruption which is basically worship of other gods. And I've heard it through years. All America has to do is turn back to the God of its forefathers, the God that founded it. You know, everything's based on that. Its documents are written on the word of God. Its constitution is written on the word of God. Everything is God, God. All adoration and credit to the Lord God who formed this nation and allowed it to survive. It was brought into the United States. It overcame pagan people who were here. Uh, it was uh, it, it was conquered in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and a lot of these uh, people who were here, they were pushed aside because God wanted to do something with the United States. And I think one of the biggest things that the United that God wanted to do with the United States was spread the gospel throughout the world. And 
that has been accomplished through uh, the United States. The United States has, has spread the gospel everywhere throughout the world. There's missionaries everywhere. And uh, I think that's the main function of uh, the United States, and that is why uh, God has been very patient with the United States. But at this point now, I think the United States has declared itself to be an enemy of God. There's there's still Christians here. It's a Christian church itself has been perverted and sucked into the world, which would naturally occur, which were the main things that were grabbed uh, that that destroyed the United States. When the men of God in the pulpits refused to speak out uh, against the evils that were plaguing our society because... They didn't want to lose. They don't want to lose their money. They don't want to lose their 501c status. They didn't want the government to be angry at them, so that they would tax them. You know, which was a lie within itself. According to the Constitution, you can't tax a church. But the list goes on and on, and we're sitting here right now in the rubble of what used to be maybe the greatest country in the world that was founded by God himself to accomplish certain missions. And it was blessed because it was obedient. But uh, now it's not obedient. It hasn't been obedient for many years. And now it's joined the New World Order. And New World Order is seeking the destruction of not only the United States, but a good part of the world. And who's behind that? Satan himself. Satan himself is behind the New World Order. And I believe that, um, personally, I believe that Satan is using the New World Order to make man as corrupt as possible before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the reason I say that is Satan knows a secret about God. It's not a secret. Uh, Satan knows that God destroyed the world once because the world was so corrupt. And I believe what Satan's trying to do is undermine end-day prophecies, consequently maybe one point of what uh, God said is going to happen. If he can do that, he can negotiate his own fate. And he, he, I think he wants to negotiate his own fate. And it's, it's a hallelujah play. It's not going to work. But it's the only card that he's got to play with God by getting God to destroy or turn his back on man. And look how contemptible man must look to God right now, everything that's going on around the world. I think God understands, uh, and I think God, uh, of course, God won't be moved on any point with Satan. Uh, you know, he's a lot smarter than any of us are. But I think that's what's going on right now. So what... The evil that's been unleashed on our country, uh, uh, mostly because our country went whoring after idols, and now they're mad on The uh, United States is mad on its own idols. You can't turn people back. They won't listen. There's a remnant. Of course they will listen. You know, they always would because they have the Holy Spirit in them, and they're being obedient to the spirit of truth. But as a rule, the majority of the United States they're doomed, and I do mean they're doomed. And uh, we're going to see things we never dreamed of uh, around us. 
and we have to strengthen ourselves for that day and uh, stay as close to God as you can possibly be. On a daily walk and in prayer, and moment by moment obeying the Holy Spirit. I think that that's where we are. We're not doomed, but the world around us is doomed. There's no hope for it. It's not going to come out of this dive. It's like an airplane that went into a dive, and it's not going to come out. And uh, our job is to prepare ourselves and remain honest with ourselves about what we see. And there's a lot of people that have... They know the gospel, but for years they've been playing around. They never got saved. They never received the Holy Spirit. They're just playing a religious game or they're just alluding to that game. Like, well, I got time. Well, guess what? You just ran out of time. You don't have any more time. This is it. You're going to have to get close to God. You have to call on his son, Jesus Christ, to save you. And you're going to have to live according to the way he wants you to live. You're going to have to be obedient. And that's one word the American people hate is obedient. But uh, you shouldn't hate that in reference to God. You should love it because it's a safeguard. It's a protection to be obedient to God. So, um, well, that's about, that's about it. You know, that's about all I can say about it. <clears throat> well, that's okay. I mean, that's that's right on. Um, some, You know, I, I'm looking at some of the things you said earlier in the podcast about a first try. Uh, we're in the time where the Titanic really struck the iceberg, so to speak, and it is filling up and has been for a long time. God has been merciful. Uh, we are called in the New Testament, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, to read the Old Testament and not follow the example of lest we suffer the same consequences. We're told in the New Testament, in the book of Peter, in the book of Jude, that Sodom and Gomorrah was set for an example or a pattern of any one or nation that would follow their example, what would happen. So we would have to deny the word of God to say that judgment is not going to come, that the cities of America that have embraced the LGBTQ community uh, agenda are not going to burn like Sodom and Gomorrah. We would have to deny the word of God. And what has happened is that the perversion of the grace of God, the perversion of God's grace has caused the people in this nation, both in the world and in the church, to believe a lie of prosperity and peace. I mean, that's what, you know, the, the perversion of Christ does. causes people to believe a lie. Well, no, God is with America. God is for America. God loves America. Revival is coming to America. Everything is good in America. The reality is, is that every single one of these voices that have spoken this kind of grace that has sinned grievously against the Lord, the burden of proof is upon their words. It says that not the prophets warned of war and pestilence and evil are going to you know, that they're the problem. Jeremiah told Hananiah, the ones that were before us, they, this is what they did. It's always the prophets who prophesied peace and prosperity that they would have the burden of proof of themselves, especially in a climate like our own. And people that are out there listen to these prophets that are calling for peace and prosperity at a time where, where the wrath and the judgment of God is about to be poured out without mixture upon a nation, you say, well, why do you keep talking about this? Because someday somebody's going to tune into this broadcast and hear for the first time in their lives the truth. 
that this is not a season of prosperity for the world, for this country. Our peace and prosperity as believers is like you just said, Don. We're we're in the we're in the house. We're in the kingdom. We're in. Uh, you know, enter into your chamber and shut the door. We are becoming pressure proof. We are overcomers. We are going to walk through. And we know that the only time this sick world is no true peace is Shua comes and sets up his kingdom on this earth for a thousand years. From here in out, where we have been in our generation to the end, it just is a constant unfolding of prophetic realities leading to the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth. You will not be able to buy or sell. Food shortages will come. Population reduction will come. And all the tools of the prophecy are now set in place. And so we must, yes, make sure we're born again. Make sure we're truly saved by grace, but not the perverted grace that you can live any way you want to and expect the blessing of God on your life. No. We're talking about things that are really important to every one of us, and we're all going to be held accountable for what we believe. So we've got five minutes left in the broadcast. Let me just share something, Brother uh, Don, that was written by Pastor Jeff Bastier just a moment ago. He said that last Friday, which was the 6th of May, uh, a Washington, D.C. council member, Brianna Nadu, introduced legislation that would create a human rights sanctuary in the District of Columbia for anyone traveling to the city to get an abortion. Officials last week pledged to do everything they could to strengthen protections after the leak of a Supreme Court draft opinion suggesting a majority of justices are poised to overturn Roe versus Wade. And then he said the new bill extends protections to people coming to DC to obtain contraception or gender affirming healthcare, people engaging in lawful sexual conduct, and same-sex couples living in D.C. So again, these cities are marked for their behavior that is like Sodom and Gomorrah, several cities throughout the United States. So the idea that we're going to finally see what God has warned, seven to 15 nuclear bombs or dirty bombs going off in major cities across the United States on the same day, thus creating Katrina times a thousand, where people are fleeing from city to city, uh, trying to find some food and refuge. This day is coming upon us, and it is swiftly approaching and even would be considered a now moment. Don, we're not just saying it. It's the word of God is what it says. Yeah. You know, uh, I noticed... uh, there's a special attacks right now on Christian leaders, men of God, uh, and women of God. But uh, we'll, we'll address uh, men of God. There's a special attack right now because uh, Christian leaders, men, are specially gifted by God in ways congregations or their flock is not. They're given a certain amount of um, intelligence and um, blessings as far as their spirituality that the flock isn't because it's meant to impart to their flock. And because of that, they become a special target. And every little thing that the devil can put on a man of God, he'll do that. And the whole the point is it's like, it's like in war where uh, a man – 
a trooper sent out to carry a message to to the other troops around him because there's no other communications. As soon as he leaves his position and runs, he's alone trying to reach them, he comes on an immense attack by the, by the enemy because they know that he carries that message. And that's what's going on in the body of Christ right now with leaders. They're under a tremendous amount of attack. If there's any little thing Satan can get in there with, he'll do that and because it's warfare. And, you know, the Bible says, strike the shepherd and the flock will scatter. And that's a, you see a lot of that going on right now. You're in a war. And we always have to remember that as men of God, that any little thing Satan can use, anything from your past, any little thought, anything, like you go all the way back to your childhood, you know. Spirit of rejection is real big. Uh, if you're rejected in any way as a child, God will, uh, Satan will attack that. He'll try to take you back to those memories. But we are new in Christ Jesus. All we have to do is refuse to believe those lies, and we can go on into victory. But always remember, as a man of God, that you are a target, a big target. And don't, don't get mad about it. Don't feel sorry for yourself or anything like that. It's your lot because you're a leader. And I find that very prevalent right now. And if a a man of God is out there and he's a leader in the community, uh, safeguard yourself. And don't believe any, you know, get yourself away from the world. Don't believe any lies that Satan has to tell you because those are enemy transmissions. And you are uniquely gifted. And very important because you lead. And always remember, keep keep uh, other men that are strong around you to, to help build you up. And don't be discouraged because now is the time of victory. Now is the time where the promises of God were given to you years ago. Now they're coming to fruition. Know them and recognize them. Don't look at the waves. Look at who's in the boat. So I just want to impart that to anybody that's out there listening that is a Christian leader. Uh, don't be discouraged and know that you're, the attacks that you're undergoing are natural. They're natural warfare. And uh, you might think that, well, they're really ramping up on me and they're not ramping on. You know, no, no, no. Everybody's got their little piece of this. Everybody's under some type of attack. And uh, most attacks that, are, that are, are done on the body of Christ, you don't even hear about but they're occurring because the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only thing that can defeat Satan in this hour especially. It's the only hope. So naturally, he's going to come after you as hard as he can to make sure that you can't take any souls to heaven, that you can't bring any glory to God because he's raging. He's raging because his time is short. And who's he going to take it out on? He's going to take on God's precious, God's greatest creation, which are the blood-washed saints of God. So I just want to get that out there. Well, that's absolutely amazing. Um, you, must, you must have been watching our broadcast last weekend. <laughs> oh, praise God. Well, I hope you were. Right, yeah. 
<laughs> so, uh, Brother Don, we're going to have to go to a, a hard close right now. Um, God bless you. Thank you for sharing. Those words were priceless uh, to a lot of people that are walking through it, and I think there's going to be a lot more revelation. My final plea to, you know, all the people that are speaking out there is that all these wonderful men of God would get into one voice, and um, we would be able to have a clear call in the body of Christ would not be confused the time that we're living in. I think the time is very clear. I've got to run. Brother Don, hard close. I love you. Shalom. God bless you. And thank you for sharing today. And we'll look forward to seeing you again. Very yes, soon. Sir. God bless you. All right. Man, what a great way to go out of the broadcast. Um, absolutely true. Um, not much more to say. Have a super blessed day. Go ahead and listen to it again. Go back. Listen. Go back. Listen. It's just twice where you need to stand today in our hearts and our minds, regardless of whether people understand or not, we still need to do what God calls us to do. We love you. God loves you. God is a God of mercy and forgiveness. He'll forgive anybody, anybody that wants his forgiveness. Not so if people just kind of rebel in your blasphemy. I think you picked the wrong battle. Soon, shalom. Have a super blessed day. We'll see you tomorrow. And uh, tomorrow we'll have Brian and Kathy all the way from Tennessee. Thursday, Pastor Jeff back with us. And on Friday, Darren Chappelle will be joining me all the way from South Carolina. Can we meet again? This is Vincent Xavier every day.